Good morning, listeners. Good morning, Mr. Lawrenson. Good morning, everyone. This is episode 85, and this is a stellar episode, right? But uh, the audio is a bit strange because I used the microphone. <laughs> Lucas played a prank on himself where he's decided to break his uh, the wire that connects his microphone to the uh, computer, and that's a USB cable. And you know how hard it is to get your hands on one of them USB cables. It's not as if we all just have hundreds of them lying about the house from every mobile phone we've ever had. No, we don't have them. There aren't endless amounts of USB cables. So we used his laptop uh, microphone, but it still sounds good. I've just edited it. All sounds very, very good. Um, This episode is brought to you by... Pig Heart Boy. What's that? An advertisement? In a sense, yeah. So this episode is brought to you by Pig Heart Boy. What's Pig Heart Boy? Pig Heart Boy is a BBC children's drama that came out in 1994. And you're being advertised by it? Um... In a sense, yeah, we did a Patreon-exclusive episode about Pig Heart Boy because it was a strange film where Boy gets his heart replaced with a pig's heart. How weird. And we thought it was the exact kind of weird that us Vision boys love and you listeners may enjoy. So go on YouTube, put in Pig Heart Boy. It's only like an hour and a bit long. You can watch that for optimal listening or enjoyment of our Patreon-exclusive episode. So if you'd like to listen to the Patreon-exclusive episode of Pig Heart Boy, you can go to our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Pottervision. We had a lot of fun recording that. And it also starred friend of the show, Lewis Shaw. We had him on to uh, talk about Pig Heart Boy. Um, otherwise, Pottervision Boys are going to the Edinburgh Festival in Edinburgh in August this year. If you'd like to come say hello, come say hello. Well, why not stick around and watch the show while you're at it? Uh, it's a good laugh. Otherwise, hell, why must I continue any longer? Here is episode 85. Hello, 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 wherever you may be, and welcome to the Pottervision Podcast, the podcast where every single week, myself, Lucas Kirkby, and this man waving and winking and blowing kisses, Tom Lineson, he's blowing the kiss and then catching the kiss before it gets to me. Uh, we talk about a chapter of the Harry Potter books in minute detail, as well as going off on random talks about random stuff. This week, we're on episode 85. And we're on chapter 20, that's not right, it's not 25, is it? It's chapter 28, I think, of The Goblet of Fire, The Madness of Mr. Crouch. Tom, how are you? I am well. I'm a little Christmas pudding of a boy. There is a a 20 pence piece baked into the centre of me, and you are tasked with the duty of getting it out. Be careful, I have been set alight with brandy. Does that tell you? I am going to dislocate my own jaw like (laughs) Scooby and Shaggy do. I'm going to shove you in, swallow you whole, and then wait to see what comes out in the wash. 
He's saying he's expecting the 20 pence piece to appear in the toilet bowl. So is this what the podcasts are going to be like now that you're in Germany? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm a changed man. Uh, I've only been here two days, but I'm already thinking about uh, pulling out a 20 peak going. He wants to poo out. A t- oh, come on. What are we saying? Uh, I'm all right. Yeah. Yeah. My my boy, my buddy has moved to the Isle of Germany. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How, hey, how so was the move? About swallowing money, I was. Uh, I felt very money. poorly. After, yeah, yeah. I felt very poorly after swallowing a five pound note. Uh, the doctor gave me some medicine, but so far there's been little change. <laughs> it's a classic joke. Does he like it? Oh, he's, he's disappointed in me, listeners. He's disappointed. <laughs> yeah, I'm all right. So I arrived on uh, the, the Isle of Germany, she said, uh, about two days ago. And I'm here and I'm enjoying myself. I'm getting myself uh, ready to settle in. I need to be a citizen. But I need uh, health insurance. I need, uh, what else do I need? I need to have good grasp of the language, which I'm going to do. Sign up for my lessons, and uh, something else I forgot. Oh yeah, I need a bank a bank account as well. So that's my job for this week: getting them things done. Wow! How yeah. was the uh, flight, my dear boy? Well, I say the flight itself was all right, but it was late. Oh, it was did an you, hour delayed. Stru- a lot of people have been struggling getting to the airport. Did you fly from Manchester Airport? Did you have to queue for long amounts of time or what? Yeah, the security was pretty bad. They only had about four lanes open and it's the longest I've queued for security. But it was only about an hour, but it's still quite a long time, isn't it? I, I think mm. I speak for everyone on planet Earth when I say Manchester Airport is the most incompetent airport on the planet. It is bad, especially when you're flying to Germany where everything's efficient, because Munich Airport is, may I say, 10 out of 10. They know what they're doing, everything's all in order. So, yeah, Manchester, in comparison, looks a bit a bit shit, if you don't mind me saying. I don't mind you saying. If anything, mm. I welcome Manchester Airport slander. They've got no one working there, it's too small, and they charge you £6 to even do a drive-by there. Yeah. Well, I'll tell mind. you what, we're all stood stationary in this queue. Right? Nobody can move. We're all waiting to be in security. There's a man behind us working in the airport going, keep it moving, everyone. Keep it moving. <laughs> Mate, we're in the queue. <laughs> Where do you want us going? <laughs> As if we're stood there with a big gap in front of us. Oh, what do we do next? <laughs> Come on, everyone, hump into the person in front, hump into the person in front. <laughs> Come on, if you're not feeling somebody in front of you and behind you, you're doing it wrong. Come on, squash <laughs> up. <laughs> squash up you. You in between two twins who are travelling at the same time. Oh, 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 oh. I know, I was the meat and they were the bread. What the hell? So you got on the plane, right? Martina by the plane. Oh, me and Martina, we were separated on the plane. And I was in row well, 10 and she was in row 22. Were you um, turning round in your seat, kneeling on your seat, looking over your headrest to look at her the whole flight? Uh, uh, whole uh, flight. I had a uh, terrible uh, crick in my neck by the end. 
No, no, yeah. we didn't see each other, but at one point, I know she won't mind me saying this, but Martina went to the toilet and she said hello on the way past. Do you mind me saying that you went to the toilet, Martina? No, she don't mind, she says. Oh. I won't say what, what it was, though. That's too personal. What a strange to thing toilet. to bring up. <laughs> he could have just said, Martina walked past me and said hello. Yeah, she did. She walked past me and said hello. Let's leave it there. Um, So, you sat in your seat alone, right? Yeah. 10C, yeah. Who, who's, who's next to you? Next to me are a, a northern couple. The man was asleep and the woman was doing a, a shoe-based word search. Yes, I had a nosy. I had a look. What's she doing? It was a shoe-themed word search. Did you uh, Did you fancy helping her out? Um, no, I, I would have been tempted, but she seemed to have it covered, to be honest. She got galoshes like that. Knowing you like I know you, right? Yeah. Knowing you like I know you, I mm. know that you would have been looking at that word search, trying to find them, like without saying anything to her. Yeah, I was a bit. I was having fun. Yeah. I was like, ooh, where's Wellington? Right. Having a little look. <laughs> but he was so asleep. I didn't want to wake plane? him up. I listened to a Doctor Who audio drama. That's what I did on the plane. And then I had a half an hour nap. Hmm. How was that? It was all right. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, I liked it. It was nice. Did the did the uh, staff of the plane say goodbye to you in English or German? They said it in English. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was easy, yeah, I suppose. It was in a, a, a British. Beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is there any sweet language? <laughs> Probably. Maybe French. French is quite a sweet language, isn't it? There or, is. Uh... Egyptian. Egyptian. Yeah. How have you been, my old mate? Mm. Who, me? I should yeah. tell you. I have been, since you left, I got into the fetal position. I crawled up under my desk and I, uh, tears have been streaming mm. down my face. You look like one of them little gooey aliens you used to get in an egg, like curled up. Mm. I have been well, Air Kirkby. I have been well. When did I last see you? You ran at my house. Mm. Was it before the weekend? Yeah, Not... Wednesday. Yeah, it must have been. Is that, is that how long it's been? Wow. So, uh, I have been plodding along like an octopus. Yeah? I went to Ikea yesterday. I went with my sister Alice, and I spent uh, quite a bit of money. I'm going to do two hands now. I spent quite a bit of money <laughs> on... Uh, a uh, a desk a uh, set of a uh, desk uh, what do you call it desk drawers yeah oh I was yeah like, I need some desk drawers I felt like my my life is so unorganized desk drawers will help me get organized and so far so good I've put quite a few things in there oh they're in use baby they are in use I uh, I put this very microphone in there and so when oh. I need to get it out there it is. Fantastic. Mm. Do you know what? When um, Martina and I made our little office, I think one of the best things we bought were two little filing cabinets. So a little drawer and then a little thing with folders in it. And I kept all my things nice and neat. It was very good. 
That's lovely. Um, uh, we had some food there. I got a schnitzel. Lovely. I had schnitzel yesterday as well. Very German. Mm. How brilliant. How wonderful. Good. Are you ready for this chapter 28? Bloody run down the madness of Mr. Crouch. Yes. Chapter 28, the madness of Mr. Crouch. Dobby gets his presents and he, whoa, he's happy. He's got loads of socks. It's brilliant. And then Hermione's still upset about the elves being treated the way they are. And Winky, oh, Winky. She's drinking six bottles of butterbeer a day. She's not looking after herself. She's sad about Mr. Grouch. And she has lots of secrets about him that she likes to keep. Anyway, Hermione is getting lots of hate mail. Imagine who in, a, in an envelope. That's what she's getting. Lots of nasty messages, nasty words, and she doesn't like it. So that night, they announced that they're going to be telling the champions what they're going to be doing. Nine o'clock, meet me at the Quidditch pitch. So they meet, what's his name, Ludo Bagman at the Quidditch pitch. And he says, why, aye, look at this maze. You're going to have to get through the maze and go over all the obstacles and the spells. And then you can be champion. And they're like, wow, that's great. Victor Crumb takes Harry away for a private chat, wondering what the deal with Hermione is. And then they stumble upon the man himself, Mr. Crouch. He's gone a bit and do lally, if you don't mind me saying. He's talking to himself. He's talking like he's in the past. He thinks Percy is a tree. It's not very good. Next minute, he's attacked Crumb and ran off. And it's all kicking off. Karkaroff comes in, has a go at Dumbledore. Hagrid throws Karkarov against a tree, then Hagrid's a bit racist talking to Harry, and then that's the end of the chapter, the madness of Mr. Crouch. Mr. Crouch, you are, in a word, mad. Mad. <laughs> and we hope that was at the same time, listeners. You're, you're a madman, Mr. Crouch. There is nothing we can do uh, to help you. Uh, you're mad, you're bad, and uh, I find you sad. So, yeah, what a chapter, may I say? Mm, mm, mm. What a chapter. I was thinking, Mr. Crouch, yeah. Isn't Dumbledore a funny name? Oh, it's funny, isn't it? Dumbledore, yeah. It's such a funny name, and the country has become enamelled with it. It's become enamoured with it, yeah. Dumbledore, isn't it? <laughs> Isn't it something to do with Bumblebee or something? Yeah, some shit like that. But the thing is, people love saying Dumbledore, 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 Dumbledore. If you say it enough times, you go insane. Yeah? Yeah. But it's tempting. Saying the word Dumbledore is like looking into the sun. We all want to do it, but you will go blind, right? Don't say yeah. Dumbledore too many times. There's them things that are like, oh, if you go into the mirror at uh, midnight and... Uh, look in the mirror at midnight and say Candyman three times in a row, he appears. If you say Dumbledore a million times in a row, you will go insane. Be warned. Sorry. Be warned. Hey, Martina and I saw that Candyman film, the new one. It was scary. It was like made of bones and was walking around. Nasty. Were your, were your teeth chattering? 
My teeth were chattering, my spine was tingling, the hairs on the back of my neck were dancing around. It was scary. Was your batty wiggling? My batty was wiggling. It really was. <laughs> squeaky bum time. <laughs> oh, not squeaky bum time. Uh, squeaky bum o'clock. Yeah. Um... <laughs> They're trying to figure out what's going on with this Mr. Crouch lad. So they decide to send a letter to Percy Weasley. They're on a hiding to nothing there, as if Percy is going to come back with any gossip. He's a, he's an ass, and he's so bureaucratic. I don't think he'd even say what colour tie Mr. Crouch has got, never mind what's wrong with him. <laughs> Percy is very much against the Weasley family, right? The boy cares more about career than he does his own friends and family. I've always been very weary of people who don't put family first, yeah? Especially considering Percy Weasley comes from a very good family, you know, look after each other, honourable family, have a lot of respect in the wisdom world. Yet, he treats his own siblings like criminals. Uh, would your parents uh, cover up the fact that if you murdered someone, would they lie for you? No, I don't think they would. I think they'd be like, yeah, he did that and uh, he'll go to prison now. <laughs> My parents, on the other hand, uh, it would depend on the circumstances, yeah? If I killed someone and, uh, I don't know... <laughs> Maybe they've been picking on me. They'd cover yeah, yeah, it yeah. up. Whereas if maybe if I was like a crazy killer, you know, that killed, was like a serial killer, maybe they'd hand me in, yeah? They said this to me when I was a teenager. I asked them outright. I said, would you lie for me if I murdered anyone? And they said, of course we would. Um, important, listeners, Ask your loved ones, would they lie for you if you killed someone, yeah? It's a really good measure of the kind of family you're in. It seems as though, Lucas Kirkby, your parents are more the Percy Weasley type. Yeah, I've always said it. My mum and dad are Percy Weasleys, yeah? I've stopped calling them Susan and Derek Kirkby. I say, hello, Percy Weasley 1. <laughs> hello, Percy Weasley 2. It's lovely to see you again. And they know what I mean, yeah? He says, don't call us that. And I said, well, you don't tell the police then. <laughs> right? It's got to work both ways, this relationship, hasn't it? But having said that, you have actually never asked them, have you? Would they lie, lie for you if you killed someone? Maybe they would lie to you. It'd be worth finding out, wouldn't it? It would be worth finding out. Next time I ring my mother, I'll, I'll ask her. I'll ask them separately, actually. I wouldn't like them to confer beforehand. I'd like to see what they individually yeah. believe. Mm. I asked my mother the other day. I said, Mother, I was on the phone to her. I said, because I was reading something about narcissists. And I said, do you think I'm a narcissist? And then she said to me, do you think you're a narcissist? And I couldn't answer. Oof. Well, that's the whole but idea, the... isn't it? But the very fact that I was questioning whether I was a narcissist must mean I am not a narcissist. Listeners, rejoice. Your leader is not a narcissist. <laughs> now, please send listeners. me. 
He followed those questions up with, am I beautiful? Tell me how beautiful I am, mummy. How lovely is my hair? How wonderful am mm. I as a person? I think mm. he might be a narcissist. But listeners, if you'd like to congratulate me, send me a DM. Well done on not being a narcissist. Was his, how did he end up getting his downfall at the end, Narcissus? I don't know that story. He was always looking in the mirror and then something went wrong. He died or something. I believe he fell into a river looking at his own reflection and drowned. Was him. So if you're a self-centred, lovely-looking person, get a mirror. Don't look in the river at yourself. Get a mirror. It goes without saying, doesn't it? Yeah. Don't look in the river. Look in a mirror. Because yeah. as well, a mirror's better for a reflection. Yeah, a river, it's going to be all wavy and there's a current going through and fish might be swimming about, whereas a mirror... You get what you're looking at. What you see is what you get. Speaking of reflection, it is important to reflect on the importance of elves in the wizarding world. They seem to be vital, right? They think, do we need them? Hermione is campaigning for them uh, to not be you know, used to be like to these be these unpaid workers in the wizarding world. They should be free. I reflected that they're not necessary at all to the point that in the films, all this subplot was taken out because it's not very interesting. If only (laughs) they had cut it out the books listeners, I would like you to join me in ripping the pages about elves out of your books. Yeah. Rip the pages out. We don't want to hear about it. It is a bit boring, isn't it? I don't know what all this subplot with Winky is. What secrets does she know about Mr. Crouch? Is it the big secret that we that we know? Or is it other things? Because she says, oh, I've, I've got secrets about Mr. Crouch. What could they be? Mr. Crouch has a copy of Nuts magazine under his mattress. Now, we don't want those kind of secrets, Winky. We want to know about his son. Do you know the secret? No, what's the secret? But uh, his wife is buried at Azkaban. Oh, instead of uh, <laughs> instead of his son, is that right? I think so. Oh. Hello. Hello. Goodbye, mother. <laughs> oh, that scared me. Hey, that's a bit of a spoiler for me. I didn't know that. Bit of a spoiler. Mm. Man has a Harry Potter podcast. Yeah. <laughs> when you said secrets, I thought it'd be like, I don't know, which celebrity he fancies or something. Not that his wife's buried. There is a few formats for Harry Potter podcasts. There is formats where one person is uh, reading them, having never read them before. Sometimes they're joined by their friends who have read them before. And like, you know, it's like, at how someone reads it the whole time. Then there are other podcasts where people who are experts about the books go through it like chapter to chapter and discuss it in detail, giving new insight and theories. And then there is the Potter Vision podcast that where the boys have read the book series once and they are now reading them and have a, a bit of an idea of what happened. <laughs> uh, mostly have a Harry Potter 
uh, knowledge based on the film, um, bit of guesswork, never look anything up, and just be satisfied with uh, giving ourselves a pat on the back after an hour of podding each week. That's us. And that is our unique selling point that gets <laughs> listeners in. Yeah. There are loads of podcasts where people know what they're on about. And there's loads of podcasts where they don't know anything. With us, we know a bit and nothing more. You're welcome, listeners. Dobby, where's Winky? By the fire, miss. Be careful, Dobby. You're going to burn Winky. <laughs> It says in this bit, Winky was so filthy, I argue you should give Winky a wash in the sink. Yeah, get Winky in the sink and wash that Winky. She's dirty. She's covered in beer. She's smelly. She needs a good sorting out, doesn't she? She needs, like, somebody to come and just get her back on track, doesn't she? Are you telling me? It's sad that it's got to the point where Winky is not looking after herself, that she's not cleaning herself. She's uh, getting hammered on butterbeer, which I did not know had any alcoholic content. How about that where Dobby goes, Harry says to Dobby, oh, it's not very strong. And he goes, it is strong to us, sir. All right, it's sugar. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's it. They just get hyperactive. But yeah, it's implying that there's actual beer in it. Like, I don't care what percentage it is. Kids shouldn't be having that on the weekend, should they? Oh. It's like giving them WKD or something on a school trip. <laughs> Do you know right. what? It is exactly like having WKD on a school trip. <laughs> right, kids, off you go. Only WKD, mind. If you had enough, you'd get pissed. That's mm. all I'm saying. You give People... kids an inch, they'll take a mile. People are trying to poke and prod Winky, right? They're trying Always. to get secrets out of Winky. But Winky mm. is stiff in... <laughs> Oh, Listeners, yeah. do you like this? Listeners, do you like us uh, alluding to the fact that Winky's name sounds like a part of the male anatomy? Do you enjoy that? <laughs> <laughs> well, at one point she actually says the line, Master is needing his Winky. Right, there's no need for that. <laughs> right, you're having a laugh now. We've been having a laugh. That's actually in the book. Uh, but we all have hands up, right? The Pottervision boys have been having a laugh, right? And if that's against the law, I want you to cuff us, strip our bottoms raw, and spank our nude bodies, right? My bottom, mm. Lucas's batty. Right? I want yeah, you to exactly. spank them till they are red and uh, clearly, I don't know, skin's broken. But yeah. if that is the crime for having a laugh. Yeah. We're guilty, Your Honour. How much would you shave your head for? Um, for me personally, um, that's a hundred quid. Shave my head, It'd grow back quick, wouldn't it? <laughs> Don't bother me. It's in euros now. You'd get ninety-two euros for that. <laughs> no, one hundred and ten euros, eh? 
Oh, yeah, that's that one, yeah. And you can <laughs> spend that however you like. That's yeah, your exactly. money. What's How on the, ju- what's on the euro shame, over there? How mm. much? Yeah. Me. How much? Um, Completely bald like an egg. £100,000. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> so, if anyone wants one of us to shave their heads, I'm a cheaper option. Good. Good. I'm glad we got that sorted. A lot of these books revolve around these three. And although it is like, you know, fitting the adolescence, but they are in a mood a lot of the time. Oh, there's a lot of sniping and bickering and arguing. But I think this is that book, isn't it? This is like the teenage hormones growing up puberty book, isn't it? There's lots of like fancying each other and mood swings and falling out and mm. bad dances and all this kind of rubbish. Mm. I can't wait for it all to be over by the Order of the Phoenix. I would really do none like... of that. The thing is about books, books always have to be about something. Do you know what I mean? They've always got to be mm-hmm. an adventure, something happening. How about we just have a book about the day-to-day, you know, nothing? Yeah, come like, on. <laughs> I want a book about the year after, you know, Voldemort's defeated, where Harry gets a house. Yeah. Gets a job. Maybe, like, you know, it's just a... Yeah. A transcript one chapter of a for each lo- viewing, you know. Yeah. <laughs> chapter three, two beds semi-detached in Surrey. <laughs> it's all right, that like, one, isn't it? <laughs> there's no stakes, but it's just interesting. Do you know what I mean? Like, he goes yeah, on yeah, one yeah. viewing, and he goes into, he's like, oh, it's all right here. It's all right here. But then he goes in the toilet, and he notices that there's been, there's like a wee and a poo in the bowl and no paper. And he's like, like why is the paper? And why has that not been flushed? Yeah, yeah. And even though it's a beautiful house, that puts him off. That puts him off completely. He's like, oh, no, sorry. Wouldn't that put you off? It would put oh, 100%. Off. Even if it was a mansion and they were selling it for like 10 quid, there was a poo and a wee in the toilet and no toilet paper. I'd be like, who's done that? Because I don't know about you, but I always check to see if there's paper. And also, regardless <laughs> of paper, this is like a double mystery. Regardless of the paper, why have you not flushed? <laughs> if my ass can't be clean, then neither can the toilet. I'm leaving. <laughs> What's the logic you, of that scenario? You do realise you've got a house viewing today. Hey, right? <laughs> if I don't go clean ours, I'm not asked about selling the house. Yeah. Well, yeah. this is your house. Buy some toilet roll. No. Look, I'm your solicitor. Why am I having this conversation with you? <laughs> Shouldn't even be here. Uh, when I was an estate agent, uh, I used to be an estate agent, and I'd have to do um, checks on people's houses once a year. I'd go around the house and like, yeah. visit people and just make sure everything was intact. You know, they weren't doing anything that they shouldn't be doing there. Um, there was no mould up the, like, the walls or anything like that. Um, and so I, uh, I went to one house, not too far from me, actually, it was in Stockport. Uh, I was going round and, um, 
maybe I was out of order doing this, but I was going around, that flat was clean, the house. I go in the toilet, there's a wee in the toilet with a piece of toilet roll over it. And I was like, and I flushed it. No, that's perfectly fine, I think. (laughs) That's right. Because the problem is, because the problem is, if you go in and someone's left a mess... I'm I'm so paranoid about coming out and someone thinking I did it. So I feel like it's my responsibility to clean it up, otherwise I'll be under suspicion. Yeah, but this person was home alone and they were in the house, so that's yeah, so true. What if they approached what if they confronted me on it? Excuse me, did you flush my wee? Yes, I did. Um I don't flush wees, I let them build up and I'd wait till I've had to make the other one, then I'd flush. Well, that's disgusting, right? This is a rental, you don't own this place. We can't have them fumes in the air, we'd have to repaint every couple of years. Right, well, this rental does not include bills. I am taking that flush out of my rent from next month, all right? I'd say it's down to you. You're on the phone complaining about me. Your agent came round, right? And they flushed my toilet. <laughs> oh, right, at the UG toilet. No, there was a wee in the toilet. Right. Uh, <laughs> I want him sacked. What? I want him sacked. <laughs> I'm leaving <laughs> this tenancy early. And you will never relet it. It's winter. No one wants this house. Oh, oh. Alright, he sucks. <laughs> you know, it's so bad, but we've done like 90 episodes or whatever it is of this podcast. <laughs> Very rarely lose it. It's always Boo and Wee that does it. Is fail. it? Yeah. Dear. How else have we lost it on this? <laughs> Oh, you're off our moaning myrtle. <laughs> <laughs> people were throwing booze at her head. But she's just in the toilet. <laughs> the thing is, though, right, even in death, even if I did yeah. die in a bathroom and I could go through, I could travel through things, I would yeah. never be tempted to get in the toilet. No, just move. Go by the sink. What are you doing? Travel through walls. Travel through walls. Yeah, and also you didn't die in the toilet, did you? You were on the toilet. So what what are you doing in it? That's not where you died. She didn't die on the toilet, she was stood on her feet. Oh shit. Oh yeah, crying. No, she walked out of the toilet and then saw the basilisk. Oh yeah, that's it. Even more so then, no need to be down there. So, yes, I'd like a book about Harry Potter going on viewings and uh, accidentally huh. seeing uh, unflushed waste in the toilet. So, if you could write a book about that, J.K. Rowling, I'd happily buy a copy. Harry Potter and the half-flushed prop. That's what I want to see. And, and I'd stretch a podcast about the said book uh, over a year. Yeah. Oh, if that comes out, we're covering it. That is an absolute given. That's a promise. That's a Potter Vision promise. We both hold both our hands up and we say that is a Potter Vision promise. Get your other hand up. Potter Vision promise. <laughs> <laughs> mm. oh. So, anyway, that's this chapter. 
half an hour in and we haven't mentioned anything. Nifflers. Hermione. Go on. Nifflers. Oh, yeah. Little baby Nifflers. Yeah. I completely forgot about Nifflers. Uh, I assumed they were just they were a new thing created for that new Fantastic Beasts film. Yeah, I did. And then sure is it. Sure, sure is you like it. Right in the book right here. Niffler. Niffler. They're little fluffy black things with long snouts and they're attracted by shiny things. It's, it's, it's a, a platypus who magpie. likes gold. It's yeah. a platypus who likes gold. Yeah. It's, platypus, it's magic, isn't it? It's a platypus who likes gold. Yeah. That doesn't make it magic, does it? Oh, it's a snake that likes chips. It's not magic, is it? That's a matter right. Humans can't have access to a Niffler. No. There's, I think She's gotten as lazy as um, the people who made the Pokemon. One Pokemon is just a duck holding a leak. Well, it's very embarrassing that I know that that's a far-fetched. I used to be obsessed with uh, that as a kid. Far-fetched. Very obsessed. No, no, just Pokemon in general. Catch him, catch him, gotta catch him all. Gotta catch him all, Pokemon. Exactly. Yeah, there's yeah, because most of them are just animals, aren't they? But they've got they've got like new ones out now. One of them's an ice cream with a face. That's not a creature, is it? An ice cream with a face, <laughs> and it evolves into a double cone. <laughs> hey, that's good. The third evolution's a triple cone with a flake in it. Fantastic. <laughs> They're animals, aren't they? <laughs> this one's a magnet with some screws in it. <laughs> Look, it's the creatures. It's a magnet with some screws in it, yeah? This one's a pokeball. <laughs> what? Yeah. This one's a bit of mud. <laughs> what? What's a bit of mud. That's a bad Pokemon, a bit of mud. <laughs> Terrorists use him. There's a ghost. This one's a ghost, okay? Yeah. Do you understand me? That one's a fairy. Right, what's happened to these creatures now? Ghosts, fairies, mud. <laughs> Supposed to be animals here. Right. This one's a lion. Well, that's too lazy. It can't that's steal a lion. Yeah. He breathes fire. Fine, fuck it. Whatever, right. do you We'll have that. We'll have that, yeah. A bundle right. of string. What are you saying? Absolutely. <laughs> it's a bundle of string. <laughs> oh, they're clever, aren't they? How do they come up with them? Mm. Um, yeah, what are you saying about Hermione? Um, I was just saying she's decided to subscribe to the uh, the Daily Profit, hasn't she? So she can get ahead of the Slytherins with all these uh, news articles. And I wanted to know if you ever subscribed to anything when you were a kid, any magazines or anything like that. Hmm. Um, I, I went for a run of trying to collect uh, some magazines because they start you off first edition's a pound, then after that each one's four pound. Yeah. Um, there was a horrible histories like magazine. I got that for a little oh, bit. Oh yeah. Gave up. I gave up mm. on that. Well, I think I only ever had about three editions of this magazine, but I decided to buy a calligraphy magazine where <sighs> you learn to write fancy. Yeah. But, but it was boring, so I stopped. 
my sister Alice went to the post office and said, I want you to order me in, when it comes in, CSI Magazine, right? CSI Magazine, you got oh, yeah. a DVD with each copy with two episodes of CSI on it, right? Yeah. And you got a magazine with it. Um, And so she said to the post office, she said to I want, put in the subscription, I'm going to come and get them every week or so every two weeks, whenever it was. She yeah. had two weeks and then she stopped going. But the CSI magazine kept coming to the post office. Edition, 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 edition. Yeah. They were calling up all the time. She was dodging their calls. Eventually, yeah. I think my parents had to go in and buy them all. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That must have set them back a few, Bob. Mm. We had to remortgage the house. Yeah, uh, yeah. No holidays that year. <laughs> hey, speaking of... Uh, actually, Well, actually, once, I might as well tell it because it's relevant. But um, we were talking about Pokemon and something my sister Alice did. She also... There was like a magazine and it was like, you could win £100,000 if you ring up and tell us what your favourite Pokemon is. Yeah? Oh, yeah, but yeah. Each call, each call was a pound a minute. And so she called up and she kept calling. Hello? And... Ball of string. <laughs> <laughs> Saving me money. And why, unfortunately? And why? Um... Ball of string. Why? It's a ball of string. <laughs> and then she yeah. got, uh, when the phone bill come, she got scolded for that. Oh, dear. How long did she talk to them for? It's not the length, it's the amount of time she called. All oh, right. How many favourites has she got? She was saying different ones to upper chances. Yeah. <laughs> I've changed my mind. It's the double cone ice cream. It's good. I don't think she spent that much in the end. I think it was like 50 quid on like phone calls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, my, I don't know. My parents were acting like, you know. They were acting like it was the end of times. Bit of an overreaction, mum and dad. About time you grow up. <laughs> <laughs> Says the person ringing someone up to tell them what the favourite Pokemon is. About time you grow up, it. mum and dad. By the way, it's Bulbasaur. <laughs> They've got the argument on the phone. Yeah, I'll stop calling them up when you stop overreacting. <laughs> Charmander. <laughs> Sorry about that. It's the vines on the back. All right, see ya. <laughs> Duck with a leak. Has anyone said that? <laughs> oh, dear. Um, can I just say, you talking about the Nifflers, since he went on that mental health leave of absence, Hagrid's Care of Magical Creatures lessons have been top-notch. He's really upped it, hasn't he? Oh, yeah. We had unicorns, and now we've got baby nifflers. It's a fun little game, isn't it? Pick your niffler, and uh, whoever gets the most coins gets a free bar of chockey. That's good, isn't it? That sounds full. Job done, niffler. Um... Ron is like, oof, I wish I could have a niffler. Then he could find gold for me and my family. And Hagrid goes... Yeah, he was going yeah, go on. on. Go on, sorry. <laughs> 
I was saying, he was like, oh, why do I have to be poor? We can't stress this, Ron. You're not that poor. Yeah, come on. Poor people You're don't go to right. boarding school. Twat. Yeah. <laughs> I think he needs to be, like, taken to, like, a slum and just be shown the people in there. Like, Ron, this is poor. This is poverty. You live in a three-story house. I want him goal. to come and see. I want him to come and see how I live. Yeah. Yeah. I live like an inhuman animal. I am eating out of the bin. I am going days without washing. Yeah. I am... I've given up on brushing my teeth. My teeth have turned to mush. They have all fallen out. Yeah. Um... People can smell my pits a mile away. They say they stink. Uh, I go on walks. My clothes rot off because they are that worn. I am walking around in the nude. Ron, take a look at me, pal. I'm Um, not doing too good. This man here has lived in this house for three years and he's only just bought himself some drawers. Right? (laughs) That is poverty. Count yourself lucky, lad. <laughs> I know. Well, because he was like, oh, I'd love to have a niffler. And Hagrid was like, oh, your mum wouldn't be happy about that, Ron. She doesn't like any easy ways out of financial hardship. When's she going to rent out that paddock, eh? <laughs> she don't like it. Easy and also, though. right, so... There's this issue with the the Daily Prophet spreading rumours about Hermione and Harry having a little love affair or whatever, yeah? Yeah. And now everyone's treating Hermione like crap. People are sending her um, attacks in the post, which no one seems to be taking seriously whatsoever. Well, one of them was like acid (laughs) that she's had to go and go to the hospital wing for. That's not going to be followed up, is it? She's struggling with cutlery. Her fingers are all pussed up. Long gone. Lost you briefly then. Here we go. She's struggling with cutlery. Her fingers are all pussed up, right? And everyone's like, no, shut the school down. That is, (laughs) someone needs to be arrested for that. Yeah, 100%. And it's very weird, like... Who in their right mind is sending these things to a child? Oof, I don't like this. I'm going to send her some acid. But also, uh, Mrs. Weasley sends Hermione a tiny little chocolate egg, doesn't she, compared to everyone else's? What's that about? Is she jealous for Ron or whatever? What's that all she's, about? She, she's been reading in the paper and she believes it. Come on, Polite. Molly. How stupid do you have to get? Dry old Weasley, you old prune. <laughs> well, she I don't think she's ever met Hermione, has she? Oh, no, she might have done in, like, Diagon Alley or something like that. Yeah. No, she stayed over. Hermione stayed over in the thingy. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, come on, Mrs. Weasley. What's up with you? And, what, and also, how petty. Oh, I won't tell her directly. I'll just send her a small Easter egg so she'll know. <laughs> don't be doing that. Oh, <laughs> Petty. I tell you what, nothing makes me. 
be more disgusted than when I walk to a toilet and I see unflushed waste in it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's horrible, isn't it? I will, I'll go, I'll walk to them in uh, motorway services, I go into one and I see unflushed waste, I go, f- f-, I'll say it out loud, I'll go, yeah, yeah, yeah. If yeah. you don't know what that means, it stands for for fuck's sake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Four of them. <laughs> for fuck's mm. sake. Right? Yeah. And I can't be around it because of the essence it leaves and the space in the air above it. That's that. So I have to. But a lot of the time, I will flush it. I can't bear it being there, so I flush it. Yeah, yeah. It needs to be. I work in a be. building. Come. Oh, you work in a building. I work in a building with professionals, right? And adults in this building sometimes we on the seat. And also, don't flush their waste. And I'm like, what is happening? We're all adults here. Is that what you do at home? Do you piss on the seats at home? Do you not flush your waste at home? Because it's disgusting. Come on. Flush it down. <laughs> What's our Pottervision message for this week? Flush it down. So... They're summoned by Ludo Bagman at 9pm at the Quidditch pitch and they see that there's a maze growing, a hedge maze. It's exciting, isn't it? How are you going to prepare for that, do you reckon? Do all those like puzzles in the back of annuals. We have to to get from one end to the other. (laughs) You start at A, you've got to end at A. I know, how do you prepare for a hedge maze? Press-ups, running. Press-ups running. Okay. <laughs> Press-ups running, hedge maze done. Yeah. yeah, they need a bit more info, don't they? You know, what are these creatures that you're on about going to be? What are these spells that we're going to have to counteract? We need a bit more Ludo Bagman. Can't just be it's a maze. I agree. <laughs> and then we actually have, like... A- Quite a nice moment with Crum and Harry. So Crum takes Harry away and he's like a bit defensive about Hermione or whatever he calls her. It's a seagull mug about Hermione. And he's like, hey, what's going on between you and Hermione? And Harry's like, nothing, nothing. We're friends, we're friends. And they have a nice little conversation where Crum's like, you fly really well. And Harry's like, I love that Vronsky faint you did at the World Cup. And isn't it nice to give each other a compliment? Why don't why don't we give each other a compliment now? The lengths you will go to get a compliment. <laughs> go on, it'd be nice. He starts a Harry Potter podcast with me because he knows ninety episodes in he'll manage to get a, a way to get a compliment. <laughs> Jesus Christ! You fine? You well, are very cunning. <laughs> thank you very much. I'll give you a compliment. Yeah, go on then. You are one of the one of the most hardworking people I've ever met in my life, and few people can make me laugh hard, laugh as hard as you make me laugh. Hey, that was a bloody nice one, wasn't it? You, on the other hand, are the most bouncing baby boy I've ever met. You've got a very kind face, and the Body of a god. 
Be aware, listeners, sometimes the compliments will be false. I am not a baby, I am a man, I don't have a kind face, I have an angry face, and if anything, my body, the god that my body is, is Buddha, because I am a big Mm -hmm. fat bloater, right? No, right, (laughs) hang on. If you're Buddha, you're young Buddha, when he had long hair and a nice body. Skinny Buddha, yeah. I'm in between Buddha, right, when he was (laughs) in between fat and skinny. I mean, we never get that Buddha, do we? You know, we're like the hairline's receding and he's got a bit of a beer belly. It's always like one or the other. Either like young Buddha in his 20s or big bull bloke with a belly. Where's Chubby Buddha? Get Bring Chubby Buddha out. Come on. How do we get there? I miss miss Chubby Buddha. (laughs) So anyway, they they get interrupted by... Barty Crouchy appears. We've not seen him for about half the book. But he's chatting rubbish. He's running around. He's talking to trees. It's scaring me. It's scary. Um, hey, there's a bloke. Yeah, it, uh, yeah, go on. It is frightening when an adult uh, rambles at you. Being, say, if you go out when you're a teenager, say, just to town with your mate, and say, I don't know, you see crazy people for the first time, people who jump out and they harass you and say things or like just scare you. Um, It can be quite frightening because beforehand you've never had any like, you know, rambly people at you. And especially if you've been grabbed by an adult when you're a kid, when an adult grabs you as a kid, there is no way of getting them off you. They have a strength that you can only imagine, right? So I can only imagine what Harry was feeling when Barty Crouch would not let go of him. Fear. Oof, horrible. Yeah, crazy people walking around. I tell you what, somebody I'll miss having moved away from uh, from Blakely. There's a, there's a guy who wanders around called Pinder. I don't know if... Have I ever mentioned Pinder to you, Tom? No. So he's a man. He's always got a fluorescent yellow jacket on and uh, sometimes fluorescent trousers. And he walks around like that, he's bald, right? And we're not sure if he's homeless, but he's the nicest nutter you could ever wish to meet. He always thumbs, when I'm driving past, he always thumbs up to me in the car like that. And uh, I came out of the chippy last week and he went, nice one, our kid, and kept walking off. And I'm sure one day he called Martina beautiful and said she had nice clothes on. That's lovely. Just really funny about you. You'll have walked out of that chippy, think, and that some, now thinking you've done a good deed buying yourself chips. Nice one, our kid. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I feel better already. <laughs> yeah, so what a legend. Yeah, local Blakely legend, Pinder. Hey, did we enjoy that sound effect, listeners? I hope you did. <laughs> um, yeah, so Harry runs into the castle... Uh, yeah. Dumbledore, Dumbledore, I must be Dumbledore, 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 and for, and Snape is being obtuse for no reason, going no, go away. Yeah. Surely, if a student says Barty Crouch is in the forest, dishevelled, yeah. speaking crazy things, warning of awful things, you give believe him. Yeah, come on, Snape. I know you. Th- I know yeah. you think he's a liar. Bygones be bygones. Yeah, but if someone is complaining about the the welfare of another person. You know, raising if someone's raising the alarm over the mental state of someone else, go and investigate. 
you got a duty yeah, care at that school. Because if Dumbledore hadn't turned up and Snape had just ignored him, and next thing we know, Barty Crouch is dead. That's that's on you, Snape, because you didn't respond to the safeguarding concern that was presented to you by students. You must pass them on. It's a rule in all British schools. If you hear a safeguarding concern, you must pass it on within 24 hours. Mm. Mm. Otherwise, it could be too late for something happening. Mm. And so the thing Dumbledore, is about teachers, teachers, care workers, support workers... They are often damned if they do and damned if they don't. Too dark of a subject to bring up. (laughs) (laughs) He's right, he's right, but we won't dwell on it any further. (laughs) So Dumbledore finds Harry and Harry takes him to Crumb. Uh, Barty Crouch has disappeared and Crumb is stunned on the floor and Dumbledore revives him. Is there anything that this old bastard can't do? God, he's brilliant. He can revive someone who's fainted. He can arrest a momentum, a broom. He can turn streetlights on with his flickery watch. He can go flickery to sleep lighter, while doing these things. Arrest a moment. Oh, Dumbledore's gone. Saved Harry, though, didn't he? <laughs> don't wake him, don't wake him. And then Hagrid fetches Karkaroff who is wearing sleek silver furs. Interrupted his burlesque show, did you, Hagrid? Why is he wearing sleek silver furs? Why is he wearing this at night? Sounded very, uh, very alluring. And then Karkarov accuses Dumbledore of foul play and he spits at his feet. It is the fourth unforgivable curse, spitting. The worst curse of all, according to the Potter Vision boys. What is the first yeah. thing you, you swear to never do when you listen to this podcast? I will never spit in public. Spitting will yeah. be done in the sink while the water is running or into a piece of tissue paper and flushed. Them's are the rules. Stick yeah. by them. And don't be spitting near somebody's foot. How confident yeah. do you have to be with your accuracy to do that? Oi! That's gone on me laces. Is that what you wanted? It's gone on me laces, that, Karkaroff. Buggeroff. What have you been eating, Karkaroff? Is that chocolate in it? That's disgusting. (laughs) A bit of chuddy just came out. (laughs) Horrible. And then it all kicks off. Hagrid then picks Karkaroff up and slams him into a tree. Then Dumbledore sends Hagrid to take Harry. It's all very exciting, isn't it? This chapter is ramped up. Crouch mucking about, knocking out Crumb. Hagrid throwing Karkarov up on a tree, spitting. Bloody hell, I've not seen Dumbledore like this before either. He was very stern with Hagrid. Dumbledore and Hagrid are both acting like Hagrid isn't a teacher at that school. Dumbledore's like, go and get Karkarov, Hagrid. That's not his role. Fetcher of people. Yeah. yeah. I'm keeping keys, also, not fetcher of people. Hagrid, you can't be thro- you can't be throwing people about, can you? What are you doing? 
Bloody hell, chucking someone up a tree. But he just loves Dumbledore, doesn't he? He loves him so much it hurts. And then Hagrid's a bit racist going on about foreigners. Uh, I don't know if there's much more to, to say about that. And then Harry's back to the common room to tell Bran and Hermione what's been going on. All right. How many, how many, out of five, how many care workers on their last... <laughs> um, how many... How many teachers, uh, no, how many, how many, how many gobs of spit by a teacher's shoe are you giving this out of five? Do you know what? I really enjoyed this chapter. The first half of it was a bit like, whatever, things are going on, things are moving forward, whatever. And then it ramped up. We hear about the task. We get a nice little moment between Harry and Crumb. And then we get Mr. Crouch. We've not seen him for ages. He's raving and ranting. Snape's being a knobhead. Dumbledore's being brilliant. Hagrid's shoving someone up a tree. Karkaroff's spitting. I'm going to give this four gobs of spit next to a shoe out of five. Wow. That's quite a high score. It is. Myself. I enjoyed this chapter. Um, spitting. Like, that is going to get a visceral reaction out of me yeah there was that bit where harry saw an unflushed wee and a poo in the toilet brilliant right there was <laughs> there was um you know <laughs> that alone makes me give this chapter five bits of spit next to a shoe out of five <laughs> right are you ready for, for quiz tell you what you can sing it Squizzy key, quiz, quizzy key, quiz, 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 cool. We're gonna ask you some questions. How well will you do? Quiz, quizzy key, quiz, quizzy key, quiz, 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 cool. Gonna ask you about Harry Potter, Lucas. How well will you do? I'll blow you a kiss. This is it, listeners. This is the nation's favourite segment. It's me, David Bowie. Now it's me. <laughs> <laughs> Donald Trump, I was the first one. <laughs> I was the first one to do a quiz, a virtual quiz at the start of lockdown. All my friends got on board and we did a quiz together. <laughs> Brilliant. Question Can I ask any questions? Oh. What was <laughs> What was for lunch? No lunch. Uh Eggs, kippers, and bacon. No, roast beef and Yorkshire puddings. Oh, no. Question two. What does Ron hate? He's poor. Correct. Question three. When did Hedwig return? Oh, uh, Wednesday night. End of Easter holidays. Question four. What colour were Dumbledore's robes? Oh, um, silver. Green. Question five. <laughs> how was Karkaroff dressed? Oh, in sleek silver furs. Correct. Unfortunately, you have lost the quiz. 
Quiz, quizicky, quiz, quizicky, quiz, 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 cool. Gonna ask you some questions. How well will you do? Quiz, quizicky, quiz, quizicky, quiz, 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 cool. Gonna ask you about Harry Potter, Lucas. How well will you do? You lost. Blow you a kiss. Now it is time for the nation's second favourite segment. It's Hedwig's droppings. We're not alluding to owl poo. We're not alluding to ploppings. We mean the messages you send in when we allude to Hedwig's droppings. What's in a beak this week, cheap cheap? Well, we've had a couple of lovely messages. The first one is from Fraser Hodgkinson on Instagram. And he says, first off, I love the local references. I listen to you boys when I go to see my son who lives in Manchester. So listening to you guys gets me in the mic spirits. Secondly, I have binged the whole podcast for the past two weeks from start to finish. Bloody hell. How do you manage that? You make my drive back to base in Yorkshire that bit more brighter. Thank you, boys. Keep on pottering. Thank you very much, Fraser. And we've had another message from Hannah P on Instagram. And Hannah P says, Lads, can I just say that I'm sitting my A-levels right now and your podcast is literally getting me through them. You're so effing funny. So thank you very much for your services. Thank you for listening, Hannah P. And we hope you uh, get all the grades you want. And finally, we've had I agree, a message. Hannah of... P. I agree, Hannah P. Finally, we've had a message from Catalina on the website. She asks us, if the Harry Potter characters were countries, what countries would they be? Mm, that's an intriguing question, isn't it? Like, where do you go? Do you go from Harry Potter character to country, or do you go from country to Harry Potter character? What, what, where do you want to go? I've got no idea how to answer this question. <laughs> Let's start off with the obvious one. Australia. Draco Malfoy. Draco Malfoy. Okay. Denmark. Seamus, Seamus Finnegan. Seamus Finnegan. France. <laughs> Fleur de la Cleur. Fleur de la Cleur. All right. Now for some harder ones. Trinidad and Tobago. Slughorn. Barty Crouch Jr. Uh, Barty Crouch Jr. So. Um, the Maldives. <laughs> well, I mean, a grubbly plane. And that's all we're going to do for today. <laughs> Hedwig's droppings. This has been the Pottervision podcast. Thank you so, so much for listening. It is greatly appreciated. As always, we are on Patreon. There is loads of bonus content, and we are, uh, I think by the time this is released, we'll have done a brand new episode on Pig Heart Boy. Looking forward to that. Uh, and also, there's loads of other stuff as well. Catch us on there, patreon.com slash pottervision. We're going to be at the Edinburgh Fringe this year. We're going to be there every day from the 4th till the 24th at half past one. So just check out the ticket links at pottervision.com. Otherwise, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Give us a five-star review. Look on our website, pottervision.com. Whatever you want to do. Next week, 
We are on episode 86 and we are on chapter 29 of the Goblet of Fire, The Dream. You have been a dreamy Tom Lawrenson. And you have been an effervescent Lucas Kirkby. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to the Pottervision podcast. The music was performed by Jack Evans. If you'd like bonus content and to support the show, you can visit patreon.com forward slash Pottervision.